Welcome to Heartspeak Podcast, episode 188, Mother Earth's Kiss. Welcome to the Heartspeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you are in the world, you are welcome. It's good to be back with you. I hope you enjoyed our recent dark moon time. First, we had Pluto going retrograde. And as Pluto goes retrograde, she's going to be digging up old stories, secrets, corruptions, especially within institutions. Pluto is in Capricorn, within rules, things that are being hidden or tried to be hidden are coming to the surface. And of course, that's not only going to affect the world, it's also going to affect our own lives. So you may notice that things that you had thought you'd moved on from, they come up to the surface to be dealt with once and for all, especially in relationships. And that's going to continue for a few months, as I say, until October. And then we had this Taurus new moon, and that also had a solar eclipse around it. So there was a lot of information that was coming up around the earth. Taurus is about the earth, finances, food, security. They're the, the essences of a Taurian life. And Uranus, very close to this, meant that we saw some very odd things. And we are still seeing some very odd things happening. We've seen, I think there's been over 20 fires in food processing plants around the country. And I know that's happened around the world. We've seen disruptions to transporting food, fertilizers, of course, because we're watching that due to the war. But so much happening where there's a disruption of our ability to obtain pure food, food that's good for our soul. And of course, we all have different choices, but the idea that this may affect our livestock industry, and some of you may say, well, I don't mind, I'm vegetarian or vegan, but we are made from carbon and we need to ingest carbon some way or other. Now, okay, if we were living completely in our light body, we wouldn't need that. But at this moment in time, we do need a replenishment of that carbon, and it comes mainly through dairy products or, or meat products. So the idea that we can just cut off our food supplies and, and eat purely a vegetarian diet doesn't suit everybody. And sadly, a lot of the food that's being produced has never been on this earth. It's being produced in a factory, in a laboratory. And as I'm going to speak about, our food needs to be kissed by Mother Earth. There is so much happening that takes us away from the natural ways in which we can not only sustain and nurture our body, but actually create this new light body that I spoke about last time. You see, our light body also needs to understand that it has a connection to Mother Earth, and we're going to be talking about this. At the same time, we saw and are seeing some very strange illnesses occurring. 
apart from the myocarditis and the, the other cardiac issues, we're seeing obviously many more cancers. We're also seeing this strange hepatitis in young babies and young children. And the figure is now, I think, at 17 of these children needing transplants, totally unknown. And what has caused this, this type of hepatitis that we believe is really an adenovirus? So what's an adenovirus? It's a virus that certainly circulates through our populations, but it was also the virus that was used as a vector in some of the vaccines to actually move the vaccine or the virus or the spike protein into the body. So they used adenovirus to be able to get the spike protein into the body. So is this why we're seeing this? Now, I will very honestly say that these children are not vaccinated, but has something else happened here? Has there been some shedding or some splitting or something happening? Others suggest that it may be because the children were isolated and therefore they weren't privy to all the usual viruses that they had in their lives. They usually meet in their lives. And we're certainly seeing an issue with that. But some of these children were were not even at a school age. They were babies and, and therefore they didn't necessarily um, miss out on meeting with children of their own age. They were still too small. So what has caused these young babies and children to suddenly be stricken by a hepatitis? What is happening on this planet and what is happening within our bodies is disastrous and unusual and makes me very much feel that something needs to change from artificial ways of feeding us and nurturing us to the more natural ways that our, our souls know and our ancestors know. And hence, this is why I kept getting the idea of talking about Mother Earth's kiss. You see, we're meant to be earth beings. We, we are created from the very substance that created Mother Earth in the, in the first time. We have carbon, we have silica, we have oxygen, we have nitrogen, we have hydrogen. And if you go and look at the plants, they have very similar elements within them, minerals within them. If we go to Mother Earth, she has the very similar. So that when we remind ourselves that this is not just about a mineral, or if I may say carbon, or, this is about a frequency and energy. And that when we tap into those energies of carbon or energies of oxygen, we find ourselves being nurtured in a way that we had not noticed before. And so I talk about now the third event of the dark moon that has just passed was Beltane. Beltane is a Celtic tradition. It celebrates the end of winter, the beginning of spring. And what would happen in the past, you would actually extinguish all your fires that you may have kept light, kept alight <laughs> during winter. And then new fires would be lit and you would take those into your home for cooking and heating. And so it was a time of a different type of rebirth, but a time of rebirth that said, now is a new fertility. It was often time when the cattle or the sheep would be sent out into the fields, often 
being paraded through a fire to cleanse them and clear them. But my understanding of Beltane was very much uh, influenced by going to a place called the Hill of Ishnak. And Ishnak is in the center of Ireland. And they have a wonderful fire celebration for this time. And when I was there, I heard one of the stories about this time, which was not just about lighting fires on the surface, but actually lighting fires to invite the fire in Mother Earth to rise to the surface so that she would come up and meet the fires and kiss them, and there would be a new fire created. And I just love that idea that we need to invite the inner fires of Mother Earth to the surface for our own fertility, creativity, for life force, regeneration. And what I want to talk about is what are these fires? These fires are deep within Mother Earth. And before I go into the actual fires, let's just talk about what does this mean? What I've come to understand is that just as we have an aura, and we might say our aura is our etheric body, our astral body, our mental body, our soul body, our spirit body, our universal body, and many more bodies in between, there's also an aura of Mother Earth. And the superficial layer of the aura of Mother Earth is no, are known as ley lines. You may have come across them. They tend to be relatively straight lines that our ancient uh, architects knew about, certainly in Britain, where you would find that they had built specific churches or other buildings connecting to these ley lines. And you could literally look and say, ah, oh, there's another church, there's another church. And they would have understood that wherever you placed a church, it was a very special place. Sometimes it was where ley lines crossed, or sometimes it was where water came to the surface at that level. But the altar of a church was often absolutely at a crucial place on a ley line. And ley lines often obviously would, would cross, and then, but there would be hills, and sometimes you'd see these churches on the top of a hill as these sacred places that the ancient people understood. And then within Mother Earth, she also has an astral body. And I always feel that the astral body of Mother Earth is one that we relate to, but we relate to it through our astral body. So what is the astral body? It's our emotional body. And so that emotional body of Mother Earth is psychic. It's, uh, it's dream light. So sometimes when we go walking, we may drop into that dream light state of Mother Earth. But I also feel when I'm with groups or on my own and someone says, oh, picking up sadness here, or I'm picking up happiness here. Sometimes it's just really a resonance where something sad may have happened there in that place, but we're resonating with it through our own sadness. And we pick up that same memory. And my sense is that when we go to a place and we take ownership of that sadness, or we bring into ourselves and say, I'm going to um, heal that situation, that memory in myself. When we heal it in ourselves, we literally are taking back any energy we may have caused Mother Earth to accumulate. 
sometimes I feel we should just go around and vacuum clean all our humanity's energy off Mother Earth, and she'd be so much happier because we have left a lot of our baggage lying around in various places. So when someone says, well, Mother Earth is unhappy, well, actually, we're just resonating with something we left behind. It's time we took it back. Now, at the same level, so the next level down would be the mental body. And the mental body is to do with our beliefs, our structures. And to me, there is a, a patterning within Mother Earth. There's no doubt, like there is within us, there's a sense of belonging. Uh, you can go to a place and you can realize that the mountains definitely influence the energy around a place or the, or the lakes or the rivers. So whatever is the major construct there, the natural construct, creates a patterning. And that's very much to do with, we would say, our own mental body. What, is our, what rules this energy? And I like to think about a time when I was in Central Park in New York. And I, for some reason, and I'm not particularly into looking, looking for angels in certain places, but I said, can I eat meet the angel of Central Park? And they said, north or south? <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't know there was a difference. Well, yes, of course there is. And it was very interesting to meet the angel. I think it was the north angel I met rather than the South Angel. And the angel said to me, well, why do you think the people are so busy here and rushing around? That's me. And so this wonderful Central Park, if you've ever been there, and the natural stones, there's some very ancient stones in the center of New York, of Manhattan. And it was like, wow. And the angel was telling me that this is really my influence that causes people to be in a certain way. And I, I've seen the same with different types of mountains. Different types of mountains express a, an aura into the energy around them. And whether they're made of chalk or whether they're made of granite, different energies. So we may think that we are, you know, we're, we're beyond all of that. But wherever we live, we're going to be affected by that energy. Same with, as I say, lakes and rivers. So that's the mental body. And then we get down to what I call the soul body. And from my understanding, that soul body is connected to our soul. And in terms of sacred geometry, it's, it's often seen in my mind to be a dodecahedron, which is uh, different five uh, pentagons, 12 of them, coming together in a certain shape. It's one of what we call the platonic solids. And every time I've tapped into that soul body, I've been shown that if I wish to tap into that deep energy of Mother Earth, I have to let go of all my conditioning or all my expectations, all my emotions. In other words, I have to come pure of heart. And often that phrase comes to me, let the children come to me or be as innocent as a child. Because when we're like that, we can tap into that soul body. And that if we come with expectations, if we come with emotional baggage, we cannot enter that space. And what I've been guided to know is that there are 
people, beings on this planet who would love to enter that soul body. Because it's in that soul body that there is such a natural resonance and such a powerful entry point into just pure love. And love is not just an energy of give and take. It's about connecting to a resonance that is self-perpetuating. In other words, when we tap into our own inner love, that it love doesn't die. Because at that level, it is in such a pure form, it will continue to recreate itself. And that energy is an energy, if I want to become practical, is what Tesla understood. Tesla managed to tap into that, that patterns that emerge from certain frequencies connected to different intentions, which was a pure intention, it meant that you had this pure energy that would be sustainable for forever and a day. Now, if I haven't lost you, let me just talk about love on that level. You know, the type of love that you may feel for another person has no conditions. And we often talk about unconditional love. But there's a love that you know towards, not towards, but when you are in company with certain individuals, you know there's no expectations. Nothing needs to happen. You don't need to give anything. You need to take anything. It is without expectations. And whether you see that person every week or once in a blue moon, as soon as you meet them, you fall back into that beautiful energy of just knowing pure love. And what I feel that we're at at this moment is how to harness that energy and bring that to the surface now. So what I speak about is that when, let's say in the hill of Ushnuk, they would light the fires, they would be inviting that pure love to come up and kiss their feet, light their fires, fertilize their dreams. And the only way that happens is literally when we have no expectations. Have you noticed that? When you let go of trying to do something, it happens. When you let go of wanting it in a certain way, it happens. And the indigenous people understood this. They understood that the consciousness, the creative consciousness lived beneath our feet. And that when we walked with an open heart, open mind, and had our feet very close to the earth, we would attract into ourselves this pure energy of creation. For the Aborigines, they called this song lines. And they would go on walkabouts. I'm talking about the Australian Aborigines. And as they walked, it wouldn't be that they, if someone said to them, well, where are you walking? They would say, I don't know. I'm being guided by Mother Earth. And because they were open-hearted, open-minded, literally every step they took, they knew was the kiss of Mother Earth, allowing them to make that next step and that next step. We call this intuition, don't we? 
that when we allow ourselves to be open and still, there's that next kiss comes up and we know it's the right step, even if we don't know what the next step after that is to be. And so the Aborigines would walk the song lines, the spirit lines. And these lines were lines that of creativity. It's literally part of a new song. And they would sing, or they would hum, or they would, they would create a sound. And what they would be doing is singing new consciousness alive. They would sing, sing into manifestation a new creation. But it was coming from such a pure place that it was totally new. And whatever's going on in our world today, I would ask you to focus on this rather than the external concerns that really are just playing out old astral energy. Oh, let's do that again. Or let's get into that emotion again. Even some of the old mental body energies. This is the way it has to be. This is the way it has to be. We have to do that. Once you move beyond that and you are just pure heart saying, I don't know where the future takes me, but I know that when I allow myself to let go, to send my roots into Mother Earth, to resonate with her beauty, her softness, in honor of her, she will rise up and kiss my feet, kiss my roots. And as she does so, that energy will rise into me and I will change. My cells are changing every day, every moment. I don't have to worry about the old ways, trying to maintain them. I say, fill me with the new light from within the earth. And I will walk that path. Not knowing the future, but knowing that as long as I open myself up and stay connected to her at the deepest level, I am bringing to this earth new consciousness. And with that new consciousness, I create pathways for others to follow if they choose. Or they may learn how to create the pathways for themselves. Our job is to stay connected, stay open, not get lost on the trivial energy, which you may say at this time isn't trivial, but it is in the greater scheme of things. As we move forward, we're going to have some bumpy times over the summer. Jupiter going into Aries, bringing new ideas, fantastic, but also the potential of more war, more excitement. Jupiter is very manic, enthusiastic, exaggerative. Be careful not to get lost in its energy. Stay centered, stay rooted. Your path is to be kissed by Mother Earth and to sing into existence a new consciousness for all concerned. I end just with the thought that when I was in Egypt and on the Giza Plateau, I was taken to an area where when you went inside this small room, 
you could hear what sounded like a heartbeat. And our guide told us that he remembered this sound had been present when he was a very small boy. He'd been shown it by his father, which had been shown it by his father. And what I sensed was that their vibration and the resonance of whatever building was there, whether it be part of the pyramids or the temple, the ancient people had understood that we could create a sound, a sound that all of us would resonate with, creating that frequency of the heartbeat. And that when we're still and when we're quiet, we know exactly where we're going. We know exactly what we want to do in life. And all we are saying is, as long as I stay connected with an open heart and an open mind, all will be well. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of Heart Speak.